Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I'm so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Isabel Hunt. Isabel is the author of The Power of Faith-Driven Success. She's a certified vision and transformation coach, international speaker, world visionary, empath warrior, and ambassador of global presence leadership. Over the past years, Isabel developed a successful business by traveling all over to share her enlightening message of tuning in to our true selves. Her passion is to support young adults, create live and transform their lives by understanding the scientific and spiritual connections between their heart and brain and by discovering their unique and magical gifts hidden within. Isabel also teaches how to use our emotions and intuition as a powerful guide in business and life. She is especially a uh, has especially a heart for the empaths of the world of entrepreneurs. So welcome to the podcast, Isabel. I'm delighted you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I am also excited. So tell me how you came to do this work in particular and and your focus on youth. How did that all evolve? Um, It's a bit of a longer story, but I'll keep it short. It actually started with a dream when I was 12 years old. I'm not even kidding. I think that was the first time I had some kind of connection with Americans. Um, For those who don't know, I'm originally from Germany. I grew up there. I was born there. My parents still live there. And I had this dream at 12 years old that I, at some point, I'm supposed to move to the U.S. and I'm supposed to start something, some kind of movement. And all I saw was myself speaking in front of a couple thousand people. Well, at 12 years old, you don't really understand the meaning behind it but I always knew that this is where I'm supposed to go and at the same time my dad started his studying in social work and that's when I started to get really interested in psychology and sociology I pretty much studied with him I grew up in the east part of Germany so DDR and we grew up we were Christian so my parents weren't allowed to go to university until the wall came down and Um, so when I was about 12 years old, that's when my dad started to go to university and I just read all the stuff with him and I knew I wanted to get either into psychology or some kind of counseling. And I came to the U S when I was 18 for an exchange year as an au pair, but then I had to go back and my dad. Dad always said one day we're going to do something together. And I think on my heart, I really knew that this might become true, but I really didn't want to. I mean, who really wants to work with their parents? Nah, this <laughs> doesn't sound good. So I really got myself into some trouble. I studied economics instead of social science, which I really wanted to. But I thought if I study economics, the chance for me to be able to go back to the U.S., and not have to work with my dad would work better. Well, after two years and really bad depression, I got kicked out of university. 
So I didn't trust myself. I really, mm. I knew all along, I mean, looking back, I knew that I shouldn't have studied that. And then I started over with social science and I loved it so much. I was able to finish in three years, um, in three years instead of four years. Wow. And I knew I wanted to get into counseling. So then I came back to the U.S. and I also I worked again as au pair, but I also got into IUPUI for master's in counseling. And just something inside of me told me, this is not the way you're supposed to go. This is not what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, well, that's the only way for me to get here. I won't win the green card. I can't do anything else. I don't just want to get married to stay here. Not working. Don't want to do that. Um, and it turned out, well, in the end, I really did get, me get to meet my husband. Um, and I did not have the $60,000 to study counseling. And then through a friend of a friend, I got into coaching. He's like, that is what you're supposed to do. You're always forward looking. You're always positive. This is what you need to do. I think you would get stuck in counseling and psychotherapy. I was like, okay, you're probably right. So I took a look and I loved it. My husband was like, if that's not what you do, I don't know what you want to do. This is just for you. And so over time, I realized, okay, the depression mostly came because I didn't trust myself. I didn't listen to what I already knew, what was going on. Um, I also had the gift or I, I knew I had a gift of reading people, of seeing colors around people. And I was also able to leave my body at times when I wanted to. Sometimes I felt like I could see the world as a, in a snow globe and I could watch everyone. Hmm. And that at some point I was like, this is why young people are so lost because they don't even know how to trust their intuition anymore. They don't even know what they are feeling. And that's why the numbers rise from young people um, suffering from depression, suicide attempts, or even violence. And those are all just outlets for them to express their emotions, but they don't know what to do with it. And that's why I made that my mission to reach out more to younger people, but also to empath. And interestingly enough, most of my individual clients are older in their 40s and 50s because I'm like, I'm missing something here. There's something that I should have done already 30 years ago and I didn't. And the empath and the empath warrior description of that really speaks to my guess. I, I do want to have a bigger impact. I do want to do something bigger, but I need to learn how to get off my couch or from out from behind my couch and not hiding anymore. <laughs> well, tell us about the, the global presence leadership work that you do. Um, that one is actually connected to Parenting 201. Um, it's an organization who is focused on, or a, um, a nonprofit who is focused on educating and life skills. Mm. So it's a, a group, um, it's Parenting 201, and um, Oh, gosh, now I forgot her name. Why do I just draw a blank? Because I just talked to her. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, her, her last name is Clover. What's mm. her first name? Marlene Clover. Mm. Crover. Marlene Crover. Um, she is the president. And we have people all over, ambassadors all over that really stand up for a different way of life skills people need to learn. And that also includes emotions. And I think that's kind of how I got into, partly how I got into my work as well. And that's how I... Um, met Marlene. Mm -hmm. Well, is it important to you to have impact in the work that you do? Is that, is that an important aspect? 
Yes, I think very much so. Um, because I feel like if it doesn't have an impact, <laughs> I personally would then feel very money driven and the pressure would be much more like I'm, I'm very self critical <laughs> and I'm very driven and very determined. And for me in my, in my brain, it's often either impact or money. Not that both of them can be exclusive, right? But it's just the pressure is different than I put on myself. If I focus on impact, money automatically usually comes with it. I don't have to worry about it. But if I focus on money the impact usually is a little bit behind people feel like you sell to them. So that's just my mindset. That's just how my brain mm -hmm. works. That's why it's so important for me with the impact. Well, and, and research supports your experience too, that companies that focus on the impact that they have on the, the ways that they can make a positive contribution in every realm, they actually do financially quite a bit better. So yeah, that's... Yeah. So, yeah. Consistent. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the most important ways that you impact your clients? I would say from all the feedback that I've received so far, and really something that is my core value for my business is making them feel truly seen. I think a lot of us, because we live in such a fast-paced society and there's just so much going on that drowns out that voice where we just feel one little piece in the world of nothing. It's like, why me as an individual, I can't really have an impact. I'm just going to have my life, like go to college, have a job, have a family, and that's all there is to it. And then at some point we retire, but it, there's not much heart in it. And when I look at my business and, and the feedback that I've received so far, I was like, for the first time, I feel that someone really sees me. Sometimes I feel like I can see through them. That's <laughs> that can get <laughs> uncomfortable for people. But most of the time, it's really just, you see me. It's it's almost like you you can read my heart. Mm. And I think that's that's the really main part of my business that I'm really proud of. And what effect do you think that has in the larger world when people feel seen? really seen when we feel seen we don't feel the need to scream <laughs> um we just know we have an understanding that as an individual i count as an individual i have a voice no matter the work i do the no matter the calling that i have no matter where i'm at the way that I explain to people, and that's where the science comes in, like even your thoughts impact people. If we feel seen, we have a different picture of ourselves too. We can see ourselves more of who we are at our core level, the beauty that's inside of us. And when we have a more powerful relationship within ourselves, we have that with other people. And then it literally creates a, a ripple effect. When people feel seen, they feel comfortable, they feel safe. And when we feel safe, we don't feel the need to act violently. We don't have the need to scream and like, you know, right? Whoever is the loudest is hurt the most. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no matter what you scream, mostly it's negative. Mm -hmm. And so if we feel seen, we don't feel that urge to have to do that. We just know with who we are, that's okay. And I'm making the biggest impact that I can ever make. Yeah. And we don't feel like we have to push other people away when there's that yes. safety or comfort. Yeah. Yes. 
So in the business that you've created, one of the things that I, I often talk with people about is this idea of your personal values and how they inform your business, how they go into the business that you've created. And my belief is that, uh, that impact is, comes out of the things that we value the most, whether that's conscious or not. And if you make them conscious, then you can go ahead and create the impact that you want to have. So I, mm-hmm. I wonder about the values that, that you hold as most important and how has that played out in your business? Yes, I believe that I am my business. So I think I can't even really separate my business from my personal because it's all the same person. And if I look at my core values and, and who I am, I think the most important for me is honesty um, direct communication, simplicity, faith, trust. And as I already said, for people to feel seen and really listen to them. Um, when <laughs> I'm pretty much known with my friends that I'm very direct, <laughs> right? <laughs> I pretty much say whatever I think. I don't know if that's a German trait. They think it is. <laughs> I just think, well, that's just who I am. I've always been that way. Um, but If I really like you literally get what you see. And it's funny because especially coming from Germany and when I'm very direct, people are like, well, maybe that's the language barrier. Did you really mean what you just said? I'm like, heck yes, I speak perfectly English. And I just meant what I said. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so it's really funny how, how part of that plays into it. But yeah, honesty, direct communication, but also simplicity. I think that's something that I see in my business as well at home. We're kind of minimalists. At least we try. I I mean, I came over here with two suitcases and I realized that's really all I need. I really don't need much to live a great life. Mm-hmm. And so we started to pour more into um, the environment and we grow our own food and things like that. Mm. Instead of buying stuff, we rather do stuff like that with the money that we have. And my business is similar. I, I like to keep it simple. I I can't go with with complicated marketing strategies that overwhelms me that frustrates me and when it gets to that point for me I can't I I don't even want to talk to people <laughs> you can <laughs> bet where that's going to go with clients I won't even talk to new clients um so how does so that simplicity. how does that value play out in your marketing and what how does it look that is different from what you see in other marketing Well, I think even here, it's what you see is what you get. Um, Obviously, I'm not a copywriter, so often I have people like, can you read over that first? I mean, in that point, my English is my second language. Um, But I think it really is. You get what you see. Um, If it's through videos that I post or anything, really, I don't have complicated complicated systems where people get like 10,000 emails a month that are like those follow-up emails and everything. I mean, I, I don't have anything against funnels. I have some too, but I keep it very simple. And so far, the feedback has been great because people don't feel overwhelmed. They don't feel like I'm in their face all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's they almost feel more empowered. Like I'm giving them the power to choose if what I offer works for them or not. And when you give someone the power, they 
when they powerfully choose to work with you, they will actually do the work. If you are always in their face and you try to convince them, they might sign up, but it usually is not the clients that you want to work with. And so it's more the simplicity I experience is more of an empowerment. Mm -hmm. So in a way, the way that you choose to approach marketing is it's kind of almost a pre-qualifying thing. So your approach, the simplicity of your approach will appeal to people that like to see that kind of simplicity in, in the work that they do with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you attract the people that resonate the most with you. And I know how how <laughs> a thousand page sales page looks and works for me. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. Just tell me what you want from me. Tell me what you offer and I'm good. But if I have to read two hours through some sales page, I'm right. done. <laughs> I know the ever the never ending sales page where you scroll and oh. scroll and scroll. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't stand it. But I always I usually know because again, it, it really is. You attract what what you focus on within yourself. And I know that most of my clients don't like it either. <laughs> well, one of the things that, I mean, you mentioned that that you're not a copywriter. So one of the things that I think is really interesting to explore around impact is making choices about where you put your time and energy and, and choosing to do the things that are most impactful. So what are those things for you? Where do you best use your time and energy, you find? When I'm out there, for me, using my energy wisely, I, I mean, I have a three-year-old, so <laughs> I do have to prioritize if I do want to get something done. Right. Um, it's usually speaking and just being present. I've started, especially this year, I was a little bit hesitant last year. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. It's a lot of work. But I started more of Facebook Lives. And um, I'm realizing the more I'm really present with people, the more they resonate with my message, the more they're responsive to it. And the same with speaking. I just love it. It's just for me. It energizes me, even though I need two days to recover after. <laughs> but <laughs> fundamentally it energizes me. So I focus really on the things that I love to do. If it's those interviews or speaking or then the individual client work where I can just directly work on the topics um, that I offer through my business, all the rest, like um, social media, obviously I tell my VA <laughs> what to post, but she posts it because it takes too much time for me is a web design. I have someone and copywriting. I have, I started having someone. I still used to do it myself because I felt like, well, but nobody knows my voice and right. what I really want to say. Sure. Um, but I'm starting to trust more that people can probably figure it out. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and an excellent copywriter can do that. So, yeah. Yes. What, what, what have you found to be a waste of your time? What are some things that you used to do that you no longer do because it just it doesn't support your business or, or having an impact? Well, what I waste of time is for me to try to figure things out, like technical stuff. That is something I'm not good at, and I don't have to pretend I'm good at it. <laughs> and if I'm able to let go of, of those judgments, I should do better, I should be able to do it, I should be able to figure it out, then... Um, yeah, that, that's something that was a waste of my time and a lot of, lot of energy and a lot of nights that I should have slept. 
And so I let that go. That's a waste for me. But one thing that I also let go of, I did a lot of joint venture partnerships. And the whole setup in the back, we're like, oh, 50% for the program. You get 50, I get 50. That is such, so much work. And it never really turned out the way because everyone is busy with their own business and it's hard to promote everyone the way maybe someone wants to. Mm -hmm. And so I, I haven't done that on a professional level. I still work with people. I'm like, hey, I really love your message. I want to support you. Um, can I share something? Like I don't do it with the joint venture background that we most of us business owners know about. Like you have to set up all the backup and associates programs and I don't know what else that's right. that was just a waste of time for me and cost me a lot of money and mm -hmm. a lot of energy mm -hmm. yeah I mean that those programs are hugely time consuming when uh, oh, yeah yes. people don't really see that when they see the the surface of uh you know insane giveaway or or amazing giveaways mm. or all of that has a, a huge background um yeah. work that goes along with it for everybody involved so yeah, yeah. Well, in the, in the course of doing this work that you're doing, one of the things that, uh, comes up for people is that you get so engaged. And I can tell by the energy as you talk about your work that you're, you're hugely engaged by it and, and enjoy doing it. And it, that can be an issue because sometimes we put more energy, energy into it or, it's, it's, uh, it can be draining ultimately. Is there, uh, are there things that you do to take care of yourself that you make sure that you do on a regular basis or how is that process for you in finding a balance there? <laughs> yes, that was a hard lesson learned, um, and very painful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my business now for five years and three years ago I had my son and I felt so much resentment towards my son because he suddenly was in the way and like, I need to work, I need to get this done and now you're here and I can't even, obviously you don't say that, but energetically he picked up on that and he's, he was really sick a lot. And that's when my coach said, you, you need to let go. You need to take care of yourself. You will see the more you take care of yourself, the more your business will thrive. Mm -hmm. And I didn't believe him. I was like, that's not true. It's the harder you work, the more you get done. <laughs> and I really felt like I was sick a lot um, a couple years ago, just through having my son and all that. And it's just never ended. And then over the last two to three years, I I started energy work and I started to get more into what is it? What is really about energy healing? And so now my sacred practice that I do every single day is self-reiki every day, meditation and self-reiki at least for 30 minutes. Hmm. That has been, I mean, for one, I have more energy. I get more stuff done in less time. I am perceived differently by people because I don't sound and look tired the whole time. And so the, the self-care was something that I had to learn. Oh, my gosh. I mean, really in a, in a painful way. But I am I wish I would have listened to my coach earlier. He probably would be like, see, I told you so. <laughs> but well, well, that whole, I couldn't give it up now. Well, that whole aspect of being perceived differently by people, that's so interesting that you mentioned that. I, I uh As a side effect of taking good care of yourself, you're perceived differently, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're more calm, you're more firm, and what you say, you're more confident. Because if you're tired and you're worn out, your brain doesn't function right. I mean, it's literally like you're drunk the whole time. Right. And that comes across and people are like, I don't know, it doesn't sound right, something feels weird. That's when we talk about the, the energy that we're sending out, the vibration, people are like, it doesn't feel right, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But when you really taking care of yourself, you're at your best level and people feel that like, yeah, yeah, she is up there. This is what I want for me too. Absolutely. It does make a difference. I've when I've I've had clients who've made that shift and they, they're just so excited because suddenly people see them very differently. And mm. that that comes across, that inner grounding really comes across. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So uh, one of the things too that I think is really helpful to explore around this topic of impact is how do we deal with the obstacles or problems that come our way and and how do we work through them? Uh, I think there's sometimes this misperception that the path for successful entrepreneurs is really smooth and easy. And of course, that's not the case. But (laughs) yeah, if you don't know the specifics and how somebody's worked through something, um, you you don't know that and you can't learn from it and be inspired by it. So is there a situation you can think of where you came up against a a difficult scenario and, and were able to move through that? Oh, many times, many times I was sitting here and I was like, okay, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Why do you even put that on me? I just want to be wife and mother and want to be okay with that. I don't need to do that. Why did you put that even that message, that dream on my heart? And so there have been a lot of times where I just wanted to give up and say, okay, I'm done. But I always came back. But the one situation that I really remember was when I wrote my book um, a year and a half ago. I was halfway through and I didn't even know how to finish it or what else I was supposed to write about. And I was like, I I don't even want to write this. I'm going to give up on this whole business. I don't want to write a book. I don't. And when I was at this very deep end of giving up and just throwing everything away. I was interestingly because the spiritual side of me connects very much to nature as well. And I perceive hawks as very spiritual animals. And suddenly we live in a suburban area. So there's not really, you don't see many hawks flying around. Um, we had three, three sitting on our patio, three. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, that's just weird. And my husband turned around and he's like, Oh my gosh, I just could feel that energy coming from them. What was that? I was like, oh, me too. And I suddenly know exactly what I'm supposed to write about. Mm. And they showed up a couple times during the process of writing, always in front of my office window. And I was able to finish writing this book within two weeks. My husband took my son to my mother-in-law and I was able to just get up at four in the morning and write. And it just flew. I was able to trust. So I think... One thing that I always realized when I looking back, every time I got to a point where I really just wanted to give up and felt like, hey, maybe I don't have the impact that I want. Maybe I'm not supposed to have that impact. Maybe I'm not that important either. Um, that's what I learned was trust. It always went back to trusting the process, trusting that I'm doing all this for a purpose and not getting attached to the outcome and the results. Mm-hmm. Is that part of the power of faith driven success? That's the title of your book. So yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, 
Um, when when it says faith driven, it doesn't mean I'm taking apart the Bible. <laughs> right, right. Um, it really is about spirituality and faith, and and faith for me equals trust and understanding and knowing a deep down knowing, and it just helps us to feel more guided and to find the answers that we're looking for much faster if we can let go instead of trying to figure it out the whole time, trying to figure out the how and what. But if we can just listen and become more still and, and trusting, that's when we can accomplish our goals much faster. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, it's an amazing process when you're able to do that and really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very freeing. It's very freeing. And you're more at ease. And it's like suddenly you can enjoy life and you see the stuff around you and you can let mm-hmm. go of all that. I'm like, huh. Well, that was easier than what I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, if you were to give uh, another business owner who's looking at, you know, the the work they do and and that they want to make a a more of a positive contribution, what kind of advice would you share with them as a way to become more impactful in what they're doing? The impact that you want to have on other people always starts with yourself. If you're not working with yourself and within yourself and you don't have the awareness of where you get triggered, how you impact other people, how you experience the world, what are your stories? Um, If you're not aware of that, it's really hard to impact people around you. If your perceived picture about yourself is not very empowering, you can't empower other people because really you focus on Whatever you focus on within yourself is what you focus on with other people. So I always, no matter if people have a business or not or want to start a business, I my belief, really deep down core belief is always start with yourself. The biggest impact that you can always have always starts with yourself. I think that's so true. And it really speaks to how business kind of comes from the inside out mm-hmm. in so many ways. Yeah. 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 Well, Isabel, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I, uh, I know that the work you're doing is really affecting people in a, such a positive way. That sense of being really seen that you spoke about is so crucial for all of us. And it, it's what allows people to go out and have their own impact. So you're doing really important work in the world. And I, uh, I thank you for that. Thank you so much for saying that. That feels good (laughs) to hear. (laughs) Well, if people want to get in, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Well, the best way is my website. That's part of the simplicity. You do not have to look all over the place. You can just go to my website, um, isabelhunt.com, I-S-A-B-E-L-H-U-N-D-T.com. Um, there you find how you can connect with me on social media. You can send me an email, um, how you can even get my book if you want to. So that's all on my website, all the information you need. So you don't have to go through the whole worldwide web to figure things out. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I, I appreciate again having you here today. So thanks for sharing uh, all that you're thank doing. Thank you in your so work. much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. It was an honor. 
So join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.